0: Granny Shot Mock Draft Day 2. What is up, Delco, Don? How are you guys doing this morning? Good. Ready to get into the meat of this draft. Oh, I'm ready, Ryan. I was born ready for these drafts. I know you are, Don. I know you are. Guys, I'm, I'm again, super excited. Let's jump right into it today. Uh, I'm going to recap the rules. So if you didn't listen to the last episode, what we're doing is we're doing a mock draft with a little bit of a team preview for each of the teams. The way that it works is each of us kind of acts as the GM for one team. Ultimately, it's going to go into one granny mock draft. So a lot of responsibility for each of us as we build this consensus granny mock draft. But as the one person, so for example, Delco will take the next pick, the number four pick. Don and myself will try to convince him of the player that we like. But ultimately, at the end of that segment, delco will make the pick for granny shot are you guys ready to jump into it yup yeah let's do this all right let's do it the number four pick belongs to the chicago bulls and delco is on the clock
1: all right chicago bulls we talked a little bit about them in an earlier episode new coach billy donovan ryan i think you mentioned when he took that job that he probably had a player in mind so First off as GM, I'm, I'm definitely having Billy in the room, making sure I get the thumbs up from him. They have a pretty exciting young core. I think I said in that, in that episode that I think they would exceed expectations and maybe make a run at that eight seed. Uh, they definitely have some holes, but they have Zach Levine, obviously, who's kind of their guy, 25 years old. They have Otto Porter, who I think is really being slept on. He's coming off the injury, but before that, he was kind of the ideal 3 and D player. Delco
2: loves auto border.
1: I do. I do. I I think if uh if the Hornets could somehow find a way to trade back to Four and and take on that auto contract, I'm I'm all for it. He's 27. He he looks like the perfect 3 and D player, but uh, that's not what this episode's about. Uh, they got Thaddeus Young, Tomas Sadoransky, some exciting young guys in Kobe White, Lori Markkinen, and Wendell Carter. They have a pretty solid roster, right? Obviously still looking for talent to put them over the the hump, but definitely a lot of a lot to work with here. I think you had mentioned, Ryan, that Danny Evdia was the guy that Donovan might be looking at, and I think he certainly makes a lot of sense here, depending on on what they end up with. I think Killian Hayes makes a lot of sense here too, but he's gone to the Warriors in the last pick. And I think if uh, Anthony Edwards actually falls to four and the Bulls are sitting there looking at this pick, they're really enamored with the prospect of getting that guy. The guy's been compared to D. Wade. He's been compared to Victor Oladipo. I've heard some comparisons to James Harden, which I think is a little ridiculous. The ceiling's definitely there. The floor is questionable. But if I'm the Bulls GM and Anthony Edwards falls to me, I think regardless of fit, I think Danny Avdia is a better fit. But regardless of fit, I think I have to to take a swing here to maybe put the Bulls in that next tier of competitiveness
0: in, in the East. So that's where my head's at. So let me address the the Danny Avdia comment from one of our earlier podcasts. I do think that that's still the case. I do think that he's a good fit. In Chicago, But I also, when I made that comment, assumed that Anthony Edwards was off the table. And in this current mock draft, Anthony Edwards is still there, along with James Wiseman. Probably two things that most people would say isn't going to happen. I actually agree with you. I think that if the Bulls are in this position, they should just take a swing at uh, Anthony Edwards. But at the same time, I do wonder if that means that they're kind of giving up on Zach Levine. Can those two guys, even if Anthony Edwards turns into the player that we think he is, Can they coexist? I don't know. That seems like a a little bit of an odd fit. I think Denny slides in immediately and starts, whereas Anthony Edwards probably comes off the bench. So I think it's kind of a 50-50, what do the Bulls really want to do this year kind of decision? Do they want to go after a playoff spot and take Denny, who I think will contribute immediately? Or do they want to take a swing at kind of more of the future and hope that anthony edwards turns into the player that i know some people think he's going to turn into
1: yeah and, and just to add on to to edwards i know don you're not super high on on edwards and i do i do really get the comparisons of him to someone like like a dion waiters someone who looks solid in college can definitely score has that great nba size and athleticism but the dude's never won Anything right, but even going back to AAU years, he definitely has poor decision making. Was taking some some poor shots, and he could get hot, but it's not something that you saw consistently. So that definitely scares me. I think the Bulls are in a pretty okay spot, even if the fit doesn't make sense to take a swing on someone, and if it doesn't work out, they still have a solid young core to develop around. I think if they do draft Danny and he ends up being really good, that still doesn't really put them in any kind of position to to make a serious playoff run, even if they do get that eight seed. So I think there's definitely a risk-reward around Edwards that I haven't heard too much about when I'm seeing him go easily top
0: two in all the mocks. But if he falls to four, I think the Bulls have to take a swing on him. So are we just assuming that Wiseman makes no sense for the Bulls?
1: I mean, I, I they got Wendell Carter. They have Laurie, Laurie Markinen. I know both those guys could theoretically play a four position and have Wiseman come in and play a true five but you know I I just don't really see it for them maybe if Edwards is off the board but I honestly think they're probably leaning Denny
2: over uh, James in this position even if Edwards is gone so my my quick take on the Bulls they're like an actually really exciting team especially with Billy Do- Donovan coming in there I actually think this is Laurie Markkinen's last season there I think he could also. I think he could be traded, but by far, I think this is his last season, um, which makes me think that they may want to look at a forward position, whether it's a three or four. This is a big season for Wendell Carter. I'm pretty big on him. I think most of you also see the talent in uh, in his play. One thing that I wanted to point out just about Anthony Edwards, the guy has tremendous upside. We all know that every every scout can see um, his, his raw athleticism. I've just always growing up knowing that winners win right they find a way to win even if the, even if they don't have the best supporting cast around them and we saw that we even with i mean name another top one or two draft picks or assume draft picks who has never been on a winning team even when you go back to players like michael michael porter jr or tyler harrow right these are these are players that are leading their teams to the championships and i'm a big harrow fan can but, i
0: answer that question
2: yeah go for it Hell fultz and look at him yeah, I was gonna say Fultz is a good example of why I not. Mean, yeah, he he
0: he wouldn't I mean I would he shouldn't be the number one pick, but he's he's been playing well this year. What about Ben
1: Simmons? He was that LSU team was pretty garbage and you know, I know Sixers have never We're necessarily okay. done anything in the playoffs, but he, he's yeah. definitely an asset and a winner and a smart draft pick
2: yeah but either way i do think this is laurie's last season there so i feel like a a three four position would be ideal i mean they have auto maxed out right now i think i i think billy donovan's gonna really take that team and i think he's more gonna move pieces on the chessboard than like work with what he has i think a lot of that squad kind of gets torn up soon so he i think he's gonna go purely for what he sees fit and only only billy donovan knows what that is um so wherever, wherever whatever you're taking here i think it's I think it's built on his system, right? That's that's why you said in the beginning, I would need to have Billy in this room because only he knows. And this is a fun squad. I mean, Kobe White had a really nice back half of the season. We saw what he can do when he gets hot. Zach Levine obviously is a superstar, but there are so many questions. Superstar? Let's let's just say star. Borderline superstar.
0: No, borderline all-star at best. Yeah, I agree with
2: okay, that. Absolute okay. best. Okay, bo- okay, borderline all-star. And
0: like, I'm I'm upset that I even said that.
2: Jeez, I, I think Zach Levine's a great player.
0: He's a he's a very good player. he's no, a good. He's see- a good not even, not even sniffing the top thirty in the league.
2: I would disagree with that. I disagree with that. I'm not going to get lost on that. But I I don't think. I think Zach Levine. You're not even sniffing the top thirty.
1: We'll have to do a player ranking at some at some point to really get into this, but I am leaning toward Ryan. I mean, look Zach at Zach's, Zach's exciting, but he's he's he, on the bull. He's got a lot of deficiencies, and I I just don't I I don't I see him as being overrated. I think his contract's fine. It's a little under twenty million a year. Says he's, the
2: guy who loves Otto Porter on a max contract.
1: Well, it's a it's a one player option that he has coming up, and then he's a free agent again. And I don't think I think he's going to be a good value because no one's really paying attention to him. Everyone talks about how terrible that contract was, which I I agree with. And I think you can get Otto, um in the prime of his career for a pretty good deal. So that's that's
0: the main reason I like Otto. But but Don, to to your point I, uh, earlier around Lowry, I I think I made this comment on another podcast as well but they've got big decisions with Larry marketing after this year right is he good enough to extend at the price that he'll probably be looking to extend I think that this draft pick will be telling as to what they're thinking on the marketing spectrum agree if they don't if they don't want marketing maybe they do go after something like like a big man I I personally think that they're leaning towards more really restructuring this entire team I don't think that Zach Levine's in their long-term plans. I really don't.
2: I, I agree with that. Um, I, don't, I don't think uh, he is either.
0: I think that the only two players on their roster that they are certain are part of their long-term plans right now are Kobe White and Wendell Cardinals.
2: I was just going to say that. I completely agree. Yeah. And I'm, like- I'm not
0: even sure about Kobe White either. Kobe White
1: gives me Devontae uh, Graham vibes where he had a really strong season. You can tell he's going to be solid, but it almost feels like both of them have already peaked <laughs> even though they're they're really young and showing growth just because they don't necessarily have those physical assets to to grow into like a, a
0: star role they, they both just seem like they're solid players i don't think he's going to be a star but i think he's like a, a more than capable very good potential point guard yeah i mean he's like 20 he is 20 yeah don who, who are you taking
2: here i'm taking patrick williams Interesting. Okay. We haven't even talked about him. I know. Uh, I didn't want to I didn't want to go too much into my, in my segment, but I really th- I think Laurie's gone and I I like Patrick Williams a lot. He has the potential to be a, a f- fantastic 3 and D guy. He needs to increase his offensive capabilities a little bit, but there's no better coach to to build into a system with outside of Billy Donovan and there are a handful of there are a lot of good coaches, there are a handful of great coaches. Billy Donovan is is borderline if he's not already a great coach, he's moving into that, into that realm. And I just think Patrick Williams has tremendous upside just from an athleticism potential and what he did in college. So I'm taking him. I'm expecting to work him into the system and uh, move on a little bit from Lori. I
1: feel like every single team, I just want to caveat no matter where I pick in the top 10, I'm almost always trying to trade back for reasons like Patrick Williams going it at four and, don's opinion and okongwu at one and hey is it two there's just there's not that consensus top two or three and if anyone does believe that those three or four guys are the obvious choices then it just seems like it makes so much sense. so much sense to trade back i don't think you can really realistically take pat williams at at four without at least picking up the phone and seeing if someone's trying to trade up especially with anthony edwards on the board so I'm going to stick with Edwards just because I agree with you all that I don't think that this Bulls roster is necessarily the long-term game plan. So I think they just draft the the guy with the unlimited ceiling and go from there. So I'm going to stick with him as my pick, especially, you know, we can't have the granny mock, have Anthony Edwards going like 17 here. So I'm going to go ahead and get him off the board. and And that's my pick for the Bulls.
2: I respect that. I definitely I definitely see the upside. (laughs) We can't we can't leave him to go to like second round Anthony Edwards. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: So with the fourth pick and the granny shot mock draft, the Chicago Bulls are taking Anthony Edwards. He falls as some would as well, what most people would think would consider falling. But I I, I really think that one of the three guys, right, even though I, I, really don't believe that that exists. But one of the three guys out there, right? Wiseman, Edwards, and lamelo I really think one of them will fall out of the top five. We'll see. I think so, too. I, I also think
1: that, and I know we've said this a million times, but I think we're going to see a lot of trading activity in the, in the top five
0: this year. Without a doubt. I should say I'm going to retract that and say top four because the Cavs will just take one of those guys if they're there. Yeah. Speaking of the Cavs, let's move on to the Cavs. I've got the Cavs pick. So the number five pick. I don't know how I got this pick. This is by far the least exciting pick of all of these today. If you're a Cavs fan, eh, I'm sorry uh, that I just said that, but it's just the reality of the situation. It's just true. LeBron's never coming back. Your organization looks awful. You've Kevin Love getting paid $30 million a year, Andre Drummond getting paid $28 million a year. Sure, he's going to leave at the end of this year, but then you have no real identity, no real trajectory of where you're trying to go. You've got Colin Sexton, who looks like an average point guard, never going to be anything better than solid starting point card in my opinion so where do they go i think you just take best available that's where my head's at can convince me otherwise
1: wow that's that's a lot coming from a hornets fan (laughs) cast fans you should feel pretty bad about yourself (laughs)
0: hey you know as as hornets fans i think we are in a position where we can just speak the hard truth and that's just what it is the first step in fixing a problem is admitting you have one yeah,
1: no, they, they definitely have a problem. That Kevin Love contract is is horrendous. You're gonna be paying him about thirty million dollars until he's thirty-five or something like that. Andre Drummond makes no sense at all in the modern NBA or with this team. You got Larry Nance around for four more years or three or four more years. I like Sexton. I like his attitude a lot. I think he's he's definitely got some deficiencies, but I think he's a, a solid point guard with a really great attitude and he seems like someone who who's just got that will to win that work ethic uh he's almost got like milder pat bev but vibes when he when he goes up against against other teams he just really wants to win at all costs so i i, I like him uh, he's also still 21 so we'll see but other than that i'm not seeing much that i like here garland will be solid but i don't think he'll necessarily be anything special either so i don't really know what the what the calf should do here i guess I guess take take best available and and that's kind of debatable. I guess you're looking at Wiseman if you're a lot of people, maybe Denny, but is Denny, you know, is he just going to kind of waste away here in Cleveland? He doesn't necessarily have that ceiling. I don't know. They might realistically be looking at Obi Toppin. I'm I'm happy I don't have this pick.
2: Yeah, it's definitely not ideal. I really like Colin Saxon as well. Definitely. Grew up watching some of, not recently, grew up watching him and then some of his mixtapes from high school. He's definitely, he's a grinder, right? He's He has that P. Bev vibes. He he works hard. You definitely want someone like that on your team, but he's young, which is, it's weird when you have guys like Andre Drummond and Kevin Love as, as your more established veterans when Kevin Love can't even walk most days. Larry Nance is a, I, I like Larry Nance a lot. I mean, he's a great value player. Kevin Porter Jr. is someone that has, some nice upside. He's actually, he's decent. He can, he can fall into a role if he finds the right momentum, but he like had some, I agree with that. Yeah. He had, I some just nice don't think Cleveland actually. is
1: going to be that place where he falls into that role, but I, I, agree with that too.
0: No, I, I meant to bring up Kevin Porter also at one of my initial, kind of spiel there I, i i think he's got a lot of upside i thought that was a good draft pick by them last year
2: yeah i think he's yeah i agree i think he's the most exciting person on that team right now like in terms of potential and value um obviously you do have colin sexton darius garland but i think kevin porter jr is going to be better than garland when it's all said and done um regardless i think you I think you have to go best available. It's funny that Wiseman would probably be best available at this point when they have Drummond and Kevin Love already on the floor. More than likely, they make a mistake in this draft because that's just what Cleveland does. But yeah, this is, again, I don't envy you for having this pick because there's nothing sexy about this team besides they, they have guards. They have young guards that are aggressive and can you know score, score a lot of points. But outside of that, they really need... A strong power forward, shooting, power, uh, shooting forward presence. It's it's pretty messy in Cleveland.
1: So uh, since some, uh, we haven't really given you any strong picks, I'll, I'll give you two that I'd be thinking of if, if I'm Cleveland here. And I think that's Devin Vassell and Isaac Okoro, two kind of different types of players in a similar role. But as Dan said, you have solid guards. You have Andre Drummond and Kevin Love for whatever they are down low. So why not get some some wings? And I think Vassal has a lot of potential to be a really good 3 and D guy, solid defender, good hustle. I think Isaac Akuro, you know, people have been comparing him to like Kawhi Leonard, which is also a little bit ridiculous. But he's definitely a really good defender who could fit in on the wing there. And alongside Colin Sexton, bring that really hardworking, hard playing mindset to the Cavs and maybe start to at least build that culture while they're looking for their overall team fit and while they're waiting out the Kevin Love contract.
2: Yeah, real quick, if I'm going to give two players just to help, I'm also I, I know I keep talking about, it, but I'm pretty big on Patrick Williams. He's only 19 years old, second youngest person in this draft. A lot of upside. I mean, you look at his wingspan, almost seven feet. Uh, he's six eight. He's gonna. He could grow into a large body, and he hit, he shot eighty four percent from the free throw line. He he can pull up and hit threes. Like there's a lot. If you're going for a team that needs a prayer, it's Cleveland, and I, I think with the people left on the board, it's either Wiseman or Patrick Williams um, in regards to like some ceiling, cl- clear ceiling talent.
1: I think realistically, they consider Obi Toppin here as well.
0: I don't think I would do that, but I do too. So. I, I agree. I think in the what will they do, the Obi Toppin just screams Cavs. Yeah, <laughs> he's from Dayton, right? So he's, you know, kind of right down the road from Cleveland, state of Ohio. I do not like Obi Toppin at all. I will go on the record in saying that I don't think he makes really much sense in the modern NBA. Can he step out and shoot threes? Yes, but I don't know who he guards on the other end of the floor. He's, he's not anywhere close to laterally quick enough to guard the modern day power forward. And he's way too small and way too weak to guard the modern day center. I think he's going to have a hard time staying on the floor in the NBA because of his huge defensive deficiencies. So I I don't like Obi Toppin. Although I think that that's a a pick that the Cavs, you know, given their history, would probably take. I like Devin Vassell. I like Devin Vassell a lot. It's somebody that I was considering at this pick. Don brings up Patrick Williams, both Florida State guys. I'm higher on Devin Vassell than I am Patrick Williams. I think that he fits decently in Cleveland right now, but I I just don't think they're in any position to draft and fit. And they haven't been in a while um, since LeBron was there, at least. So I'm I'm ready to make my pick. I'm going to go and say that with the fifth pick and the granny shot mock draft that the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to take James Wiseman. Mm. And the reason that I go with James Wiseman is Drummond. He's leaving at the end of this year no way they re-sign him right if if he doesn't leave at the end of this year if they can't try to move that contract this year which i think it's it's a movable contract to either a tanking team or someone that thinks they can use him which and i don't know if that team exists out there but they're gonna need a center very soon as soon as drummond leaves and i think right now they they can't pass up the opportunity to take wiseman
1: I was wondering how far he was gonna fall in this draft. I th- I, th- I think realistically he could go as high as one and as low as you know five, six, seven. I agree. I don't think he I don't think he makes a lot of sense on the Cavs, but I guess they they are just drafting for that high ceiling player and not really thinking about the next couple of years, to see what he turns into. So I don't hate the pick. It's not what I would have gone with, but again, yeah. I, I didn't. I'm glad I'm not the Cavs GM right now. It's kind of a mess over there.
2: Yeah, I respect it. I definitely see the value in that. It's the only it's the only thing that they have very little to no options, you know. It's one of the only things they can do. Does anyone have anything
1: top of mind for where Andre Drummond could land realistically? Hornets. I don't. I don't think you're going to get much for him because they the Cavs didn't give up much for him.
0: Nah, that he would have to go to a a tanking team that, you know, maybe they feel it's worth it late first or early second round pick i don't know like they would have to take on a second round pick yeah all right so let's recap the draft thus far so the t wolves at number one we've got a kongwu the warriors at number two to go with killian hayes i know shocking the hornets at number three hotly debated topic delco's favorite player lamella ball We've got the Chicago Bulls taking Anthony Edwards, and we've got the Cavaliers taking James Wiseman. So the the top three that you know, a lot of people think are considered the top three go three, four, five instead of one, two, three. And we're moving on here to the number six pick belongs to the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks have been picking in the lottery for a couple of years now. They've got a nice young core. I would say this is an exciting pick to have.
2: Don, where is your head at? I have the pleasure for doing the Hawks. It's a it's a fun team. Their their squad is is really nice to look at. Um, where my head's at is we have to see how Clint Capella even fits in that team um, and like the the style they go with. Obviously, that's Trey Young's team, and it will be for the foreseeable future. John Collins as well. Like what an absolute monster. They're definitely they're definitely I think gonna pay Trey Young and John Collins. They have them on cap for next to nothing right now. Obviously. I'm looking probably at shooting guard shooting forward area. I think uh I may butcher the name but Kevin Werter, is that how you say it? Wear, yeah, yeah. Waiter. He's he's solid. I think I mean he's he's not like he's not going to be what they need to make that huge next level but he's really good. I don't he had a great season so it's kind of hard to know like if he continues that streak into this year or not. Um shooting forward is where it gets a little a little iffy um they have deandre hunter who obviously coming off his rookie year who i was really big on going into the season and obviously like a defensive stud i wasn't that impressed with his rookie season to be honest with you guys i thought he he underperformed i think he can still you know blossom into a great player but he he's not going to help them win right now and then they also have cam reddish who could definitely play some some legitimate ball in regards to his his three game, but I'm not big on Cam, Cam Reddish either. So again, this is not about what the Hawks would do. It's about I guess what I would do as their GM, and I'm gonna reinforce that shooting guard position more than likely. So the the two that I'm looking at are obviously gonna be Denny and then Vessel as well, or Vassal if I say it wrong.
1: Denny, it's it's shooting guard. I saw Denny is more of a small forward,
0: power forward, playmaker. Yeah, well,
2: yeah, well I'm, I'm going That's that's Denny's
0: best asset. He can yeah, play exactly. probably the one through four. Yeah,
2: I would I would rotate him either to a shooting shooting like two three would be his spot for me. And let's be honest,
0: as the the NBA is pretty positionless now. You've got point guard, you've got guard slash forward, and then you've got center. If that. You've got person who brings the ball up and
1: other, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. As long as they, as long as, as long as the person can shoot and they have some height. Like Denny's 6'9". Like he honestly can play two through uh, for me, like two to four, very fluidly. So that's where I'm. That's where I'm. Like I like him because he can fill in for, for a lot of different roles. And if the Hawks right, they're shooting forward position. I don't know what Cam Reddish is going to be. DeAndre Hunter, I don't know what he's going to be. Denny looks like he could be great. Um, obviously, a, a great scorer for them. And then, is it Vassell? Is Am I saying that right? Vassell. Vassell. I think. Yeah, Vassell has great upside. We have now. no idea. Yeah, we really have no idea. But I'm just, <laughs> Devin. I always say it by their first name so I don't butcher the last. D money. He also, he also has tremendous upside. Obviously, he's not going to be able to have the same fluidity as as Denny. Right? He's only six five, but you know, we'll see. Uh, I think he could develop into a great player, but my my gut here goes with with Denny taking him.
1: I think that makes sense. You you were talking about shooting guards, and I was hoping you were at least going to bring him up, but it sounds like that's where your head is at. The the way I see this team is Trey's obviously the leader, and then Capella's going to play his role as center, and then I, I like DeAndre Hunter. I think DeAndre Hunter had a solid rookie season, and I've I've been big on him since since he was drafted. I think he's got a place on this team as well. It's small forward. Dan, you've been saying sh- shooting forward. Those are interchangeable, right? Or is it small forward? Small forward. All right. That's what I thought. But you do you, Don. Um, so I like I, I like DeAndre DeAndre Hunter uh, there on on the wing as well. I've never really big been big on Cam Reddish even at Duke. Um, I always thought he was a bit overrated I know he's still young and can still definitely develop he's got great size and a decent shot but um, just in terms of of effort and, and attitude I've never really been a big fan he seems a little bit shy, shy mild maybe uh, not necessarily a hardworking working killer that, that you want a professional athlete to be so I, I definitely agree with the Denny pick here I think Devin makes a lot of sense here too I'm also potentially looking a little bit at Tyrell Terry from Stanford to come in and shoot as more of a pure shooting guard, maybe take some of the playmaking and ball handling off of, of Trey as well. So I, I think that can make a lot of sense for them as well. But I, I definitely like Atlanta the most of these three in terms of future prospects, in terms of assets I think they're one of those teams that could really click in this year or the next and, and actually become a real competitor. Um, John, John Collins, I'm not so sure about. Are they all in on John Collins? I thought I had heard some rumors that they might be looking to move him.
2: Uh, dude, he's, he's a fantastic player. I would definitely keep him on board with that squad. Did you just say Tyrell Terry?
0: Yeah, I, I, I heard that. I, I don't like the Tyrell Terry at all. I think that he's gonna go on draft. The, what? <laughs> what? No, he's I'm not. He's kidding. definitely. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I think Tyrell, Tyrell Terry is honestly the last thing that the Hawks need is another undersized guard that can't defend. I think they're gonna have a hard time hiding Trey Young because I think he's. I honestly believe that Trey Young is the worst defender in the NBA right now.
2: Tell us how you really and feel.
0: I, I, <laughs> so where where my head's at? I love Denny. Of you. but this goes back to: Do you draft for fit or do you draft for best available? Um, I think he's a little too similar to Kevin Werder. I, I don't know, you know, why they would want to have both those guys together. I think that yeah, Ke- Werder is a much more pure shooter, but I, I think that they kind of need a more three and D guy. I think that they probably thought they were drafting that in Cam Reddish, but I don't know they still believe that. What about DeAndre Hunter? Uh,
1: I think he's a pretty pure three and D guy, more so than Cam Reddish.
0: Yeah, but, uh, but DeAndre Hunter can play like power forward. I think three and D more in the traditional sense in the the small forward spot. At least that's how I see it. No, no, no they can go a couple different ways here. I, I think they know that at least they're investing in Capella, All right? So we haven't seen him play with the Hawks yet, but he's contracted through twenty twenty three. So I don't think they're thinking center here. If I'm the Hawks, I'm going.
2: I'm going Vassell. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's back and forth. I I understand when I, when I look at Denny, I do see a little bit of, of Kevin Huerta and that's, you know, that's the question is that's where I'm like, I don't know how he even performs. He's coming off a super hot season. Is he that good? Like that's the thing is someone can go crazy hot one season and then disappear the rest of their careers. So it's like, it's really hard to know how good is he really? Cause he was never in the spotlight. Unless it was last season.
1: And he was but. solid last season. He wasn't like blowing people away. And I, I don't think he's the type of player where you don't draft someone because, you know, you already have your guy in Huerder, right? I think if you want if you what, want a versatile, versatile player, first of all, Denny is much bigger. I think he's a little bit better at almost everything but shooting. So I think I think Denny makes a lot of sense here and I'm I'm certainly not disregarding him because of Kevin Huerder being on
0: the roster. Yeah, I already. So the other go for... the other guy that I that we haven't mentioned that I like here, aside from Vassell, is Halliburton. Mm-hmm. He is a point guard in college, but I think Halliburton can easily play the two guard, and I think that he actually would help on the. He absolutely would help on the defensive end of the floor, right? In the sense that he is a defensive strong shoot which is exactly what they need at the guard position right now i think he could slide in next to trey young very easily or he can also help as that backup point guard
2: yeah i I like that too i like that idea that you're going with there for sure yeah that's
1: a good point i i'm I'm jealous of of the hawks here they have so much young talent on this squad that you know, you you can just pick someone and, and have all these young high ceiling guys fight it out to see who actually wants to be a part of the starting five and get the most minutes. And there's certainly worse problems to have than having too many people on the wings that are competing for for time. Uh, that are all young and on cheap contracts. So I think I think they have a lot of options here, and I think they can go a lot of different ways without it be
0: considered uh, being considered a bad pick. Just a quick question: Do you guys think the the Clint Capella move is going to end up being a a nice fit an okay fit what are your thoughts
2: i think it's a nice fit given the style that they're playing a given trey i think it's a nice fit and what they're trying to do
1: Uh, and that's where i go back to my john collins question i'm not sure about the capella collins dynamic there they can't are they just gonna run pick and rolls back and forth with those guys i I know I, i just think the the pure lob center who can't do anything else is a little bit outdated and clint can't shoot free throws he's a good defender he can play pick and roll well um played really well out there with james harden i think he was a really good fit out there with james harden but i'm I'm certainly not building around clint capella and i'm not sure about the fit between john collins and, and clint but he's a good player for what he
2: is what do you think ryan
0: It's one of the most intriguing things for me coming into this season. Very interested to see how that fit is. I I think there's a, there's a world where it works incredibly well because I think what the Hawks want to do is they want to have four that they basically want to just put four out one in on offense and be able to have Capella set high picks and then rim roll. I'm intrigued, right? I I think it very well could work, but, uh. and I mean, I also see Delco's point, right? And that the, you would like to have a center that's a little bit more offensively capable other than, you know, essentially setting picks and dunking. But I think it could very well work for the Hawks, and I'm intrigued. By yeah,
1: them. and I think he could play, even even if he's playing less minutes and he's not out there all the time, it's it's good to have him. They're not paying anyone, so why not? Um, I think he's the highest paid player coming up this season, right? Teague is a free agent, if I'm not mistaken. And so you basically have Clint and Deadmond who are the only ones not on (laughs) rookie contracts, which before we call it leads me to my next question. We haven't really talked about much from a free agent agency perspective for a lot of these teams, but the Hawks have a really strong young core and a lot of money to spend. So do we think they make any kind of splash and see if they can't, you know, actually make some noise in the East this year with the, with the top six pick, With a lot of talent that, you know, Trey and Clint and John and those wings we were talking about, is there anyone who's a free agent this year they could realistically grab and make a real run?
0: I don't like the free agent class this year. I think it would be a mistake for them to overreach on one of these guys. I think that they should just stay committed to developing their youth. I mean, they can go out and grab somebody as long as they give them the right price, but I I would certainly not want to be signing anybody to a long term deal for. What I think probably in this free agent market, every single person in this free agent market is probably going to get overpaid a little bit just because it's such a weak class.
1: Well, yeah, but you also have all the revenue implications of of COVID, and I'm not sure exactly where they landed on the deal, but I I have to feel this won't be one of those years where there's you know too big of a, a bad contract. But if I'm the Hawks, I'm I'm definitely saying why not on one like a one or two year huge contract where you overpay someone because you have the space and they'll be gone next year or the year after who that would be I don't know maybe Goran Dragic to take some pressure off Trey you know looking at some of the older guys right who'd be willing to take some of those shorter high-paying deals Paul Millsat maybe just to have him around even if he's coming off the bench uh, could be interesting yeah I think the Hawks should definitely add someone for for a short-term deal to see what they can do this year I mean they don't little, they don't need more high picks, right? Like they don't want to be bad this year. They don't need more top 10 picks to to make themselves better. It feels like they have a handful of guys to pick, especially when you consider number 6 this year. I think they they just need to start figuring out who they are and who wants to play and you know build some put some pieces around these young guys, see what they can do.
2: Little Gordon Hayward.
1: I mean, I wouldn't trade anything of value for Gordon, but
2: UT used to love Gordon. He, he tore love. He, he,
1: he was destroyed his leg was destroyed man I I still love him I, I wish he I hope he comes back strong next year
2: I guess I could honestly see him going to the Hawks but um one thing that I don't is stuck on my mind Tyrese however reminds me like of a he's a polished player but Malcolm Brogdon does any of those similarities come to your mind when you see him he has like the potential like Malcolm like I mean like he obviously excelled tremendously in the NBA but he has that same type of, of style that he, if he like, would you say that's close to his ceiling is like a, a Malcolm Brogdon?
1: The, I, I think they have similar ability to stay cool under pressure and, and just make the smart play and not necessarily make the flashy play, make the right play. I think Tyrese is, you know, a, a lot bigger. I don't know if I would necessarily want to say I like him more, but maybe like a mix between Brogdon and like SGA or something.
2: Well, they're both 6'5", I, I mean.
1: I like the... Yeah. Uh, no, Tyrese is, SGA. Is, oh, yeah, you're right. He is 6'5". Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like the SGA comparison. I think maybe... Um, Tyrese Halliburton kind of reminds me a little bit of George Hill in a way. Not entirely, but George Hill and maybe an SGA kind of combo, or a George Hill and Brogdon kind of combo. George Hill uh, back
1: when he could shoot.
0: George Hill can not shoot. I think he led the
2: league in three-point percentage Did this he? Year yeah he did
1: why did it always feel like he was missing the shots he needed to hit maybe that was just me
2: no dude he was on fire this year he was
1: back when he can not 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 in the playoffs <laughs> yeah. he, he uh, was a he was a, a negative for the bucks in the playoffs they needed him to step up and he
2: didn't yeah but going back let's just like get back i thought he played well for the bucks this season he did for sure yeah he he was playing better than bledsoe in the playoffs
0: Anyways, uh, so let's get back to the Hawks, yeah. right? The Hawks pick.
2: I'm go- I already so, know who I'm going uh, with. I, think, <laughs> I know. All
0: right. So the number six pick in the granny mock draft, Atlanta Hawks,
2: exciting team, young core, select. Devin Vassell. Devin Vassell. I think, I think they're going to rely on, he's a great defender. And Trey is a trash defender, so they need someone at that guard position who could potentially take on another guard, like a small ball guard, um, and defend them very well. And that's one thing he does. He he averaged two two steals a game, a block and a half a game in forty minutes. Like he he's a great defender. And Denny Denny is the the better prospect, I think. But they're not exactly. If I'm looking at my roster and I see the Hawks roster, I'm I'm saying we need someone who who can three and D, but all like. Really, more emphasis on the defense at that smaller guard position. So I'm taking them.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like I said, I, I don't, I don't hate the pick. I think the Hawks are in an interesting position. They can kind of go a lot of different ways. But this draft in general, I think, is very unique in that I think usually teams will say you take best available, but this draft feels like a, a cluster of people that no one really knows who the best available is. So I think because of that, it, everyone starts to look at fit a lot more than maybe they do in other drafts. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's a pretty big tier one.
2: I think this is the most exciting draft we've had actually in a very very long time because no one knows how good any of these players are really. Like,
0: yeah, it's exci- the uncertainty makes it exciting, yeah. right? Like like last year, it was like okay, Zion's going one and Jaw's going two, and you know. it's it, th- that may it, it's fun for the season to start when you've got superstar level guys like that, but it doesn't make the actual draft fun. You know, it's just like the, I, I like the uncertainty and trying to find the gems here.
2: This is why scouts get paid.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we All still right. got Denny on the board. Who That's some
1: value. I think at, at this point,
2: yeah, some re- Denny yeah. on the
1: board,
0: the pistons on the clock.
2: Oh God. <laughs>
0: <That's-> <laughs> So we've we, we've got we've got some interesting organizations coming up next. So in our next uh, episode, we'll have the Pistons, the New York Knicks, <laughs> and the Washington Wizards on the clock. Oh, what a, what a lineup! What
2: a lineup right there.
0: Everyone is calling the Knicks right now, saying, "Hey, you want to trade up for whoever?" All right, yeah, we'll we'll get more into that next time. Yeah, so just a quick little recap of where we stand number one T Wolves Warriors number two Killian Hayes Hornets number three LaMelo Ball Bulls. number four Anthony Edwards Cavs number five James Wiseman Hawks number six Devin Vassell Detroit Pistons on the clock we'll have the New York Knicks and the Washington Wizards up next in our next episode as well
2: guys any final last words no no <laughs> <laughs> No, it a good, it's it's interesting. I mean, like it, it's funny going through this as a p- potential GM, and espe- like we just talked about, seeing this lineup, and you're really drafting for fit, but also, this is where being a scout is. This is the money maker. Like this is where you find those gems, and there could be a handful of superstars in the top twenty, twenty five prospects that. That just go unseen because of uh, because of COVID and because of the the limitation on the season because of limited film. This is exciting. I mean, this is this is why we play the game. Yeah, not not many workouts for teams. Yeah, exactly.
1: Dan's been watching them all, all right. since middle school, so he's he's got a full yeah, I mean, scouting I
2: know. report. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I know, but they don't know. <laughs> all right guys we'll be back very soon with again pick seven eight nine give us a shout out on twitter at granny mba or send us an email if you've got any strong opinions or thoughts or ideas on who we should pick email granny shot at gmail.com we'll talk to you in a little bit